right, welcome back. Episode 16. It's been a week. Man, it has. There's so much growth and check checking myself the past week that uh I'm excited for the next few weeks as we get into deeper conversation. We're gonna we're gonna talk about some controversial stuff over the next few weeks and um and then also on June 2nd, I think we're going to have um, our friend Jessica on, who's a licensed therapist, and get to get some perspective from her. And But uh, yeah, I am excited about what's to come. I think God is doing something. Well, he's definitely doing something in me. As uh, me and Adrian were just talking, he's breaking down my pride and uh, a lot to discuss there <laughs> over the next couple of weeks. But um but I'm thankful. Thankful. Some of these lessons, the pride lessons, like when you hear them in a message or you hear a motivational speaker talk about them or a pastor or somebody like that talk about them, you're like, yeah, amen, this is great. Oh, that's awesome. That's such a great concept. That's These are great ideas. And then you start going through them. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't know anymore. Where's that bag that I can throw up in? Yeah. <laughs> I remember being at a, um, it was like a worship conference. There were worship leaders there. And uh, there was this one worship pastor that was talking. He was talking about submission and leadership and things like that. And I've always had a good relationship with the people that I've served with in ministry, the people above me. It's always been good. And then he he said something that hit me. He said, uh, well, you know, submission ain't submission until you disagree. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's good. Because <laughs> if, if you just agree, it's like, well, no, I agree. I want to do this too. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was, I was at dinner with a friend last night and we were talking about, you know, some ideas that he has and, well, actually I want to have him on the podcast at some point, but he, you know, he was talking about tradition and in the way that he feels like God is, set some things up for, for us biblically and how the church gets it wrong. But he's like, you're probably one of the best people to have that type of conversation with because you're not going to get upset. And even if you disagree and I'm like, yeah, cause I think the way that I always look at it is, and this is actually a moment of checkmate for me. Cause this is from what we just talked about before we jumped on. This is actually saying that's not true, but, uh, that was quick. Yeah. It came back on you fast, but, um, I usually will go into a conversation if it's like controversial or something that I don't agree with, I'll just respond with like, okay, I didn't see it that way. And then we'll move on. Actually, not really. Um, it just depends on what I'm ready to argue about, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's really true until you're in a disagreement. You really, you're not really testing those things. Yeah. He was talking about it in terms of ministry and leadership. Like when you serve a pastor, you serve a ministry leader or something like that. Uh-huh. But thinking about it now, that applies to our relationship with God. Well, yeah. God convicts you and he's like calling you to do something. And well, you want to do it. Oh yeah. Yeah, Lord, I, I want to do this. This is great. 
I want to do this thing. I love doing this thing. This thing's amazing. This is awesome. That, that's not necessarily submission. That's you doing something you already want to do. Now, when God calls you to do something that you don't want to do, that's submission. This is the first time that I've actually thought about it in the context of my relationship with Jesus. Holy moly. This, that's a, <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of lost for words right now. Cause it, yeah, submitting to him and his will. It's, it's easy to be like, oh God, oh, let, you know, lead me, let your will be done. And then when he brings it to you and you're like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I thought you were going to do this with somebody else. <laughs> That's not what I wanted to do. <laughs> and at that point we have to choose, okay, am I going to, am I going to submit? Oh man. Am I going to submit my flesh, submit my desires, my will, my thoughts, my, my agenda to what he wants for me? Yeah. To what he wants. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, yeah. That slipped out. That was self-centered. What he wants for me. No, like what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> Like, are we going to submit to his will? Yeah, that's good. All right, guys, that's the podcast for today. Thanks, Mike. (laughs) (coughs) (laughs) Whoa. Um, Yeah. I love how we could, we could discuss that over the course of like five minutes. Yeah. But then walking it out. It is going to be challenging. Walking it out is a lot tougher. That's another thing we were talking about earlier is, you know, it's one thing to read the word. It's one thing to learn. It's one thing to hear a really good message and walk out of church, walk out of the conference, walk out of that session, really pumped up. But then to actually do it, that's where the real work gets done. Like, yes, it's absolutely critical to make that decision in your heart and in your mind, I'm going to decide to, to do this. And at the same time, when you deal with the friction and the challenges that come with that decision, like, okay, Lord, I'm going to follow you. All right, here's what I'm calling you to do. Are you going to die to yourself and do that thing I've called you to do? Are you going to go ask forgiveness of that person that you offended? Are you going to go love that person that you find very difficult to love? Are you going to live with integrity? Are you going to find ways to serve others? Are you going to, um, are you going to be okay with serving in obscurity? Are you going to be okay with serving others and doing things and not ever getting any credit or recognition for it? Are you cool with that? Sometimes it depends on the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Which all, shouldn't. Yesterday I would have been like, yeah, for sure. Today, maybe. Tomorrow, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I think about this prayer that I that I said yesterday. We talked about this at breakfast. Um, for the past, you know, few months, I've been praying for specific prayers and them not happening. And I finally got to the point of like, okay, I am hitting a wall. I think it's time that I need to start praying for just what God wants. Like stop focusing on all these circumstances and things that I would love to see out of my season and just start praying that God direct my steps and 
guide me and walk with me and show me what he wants. And that is when I, I guess it's a form of submission. Um, and I, my day completely changed from that moment. Cause then I wasn't focused on like, Oh, I got to go do a bunch of these things to get this and that. And, um, and I just started seeing the day for what it was and letting God show me. I think you say this all the time, like the beauty and the splendor of what he has in store for me in that moment. And it's, it's so true. I think it's like, we gotta, we gotta get to a point of acceptance for it to start to, to have impact so that we can move on from those things and stop holding on to things of the past and, um, and trying to create things from our own power and flesh and will. Like I'll give you an example yesterday. So the, uh, my son's team, which I'm their coach, um, were this week is tournament week and we were second to last team in terms of, of seeding. So we did, we did pretty bad. We only won one game during the whole entire season. Well, yesterday we played our first tournament game and we got all the way to, we were tied at the end of the game. So we went into overtime and the, the league rules are you get uh, two outs with three, three kids on base and then you get to get up to seven runs and then the other team gets to do the same. We got up to seven runs. So we were up by seven at that point. And then it was our time to be on the field. Um, before we got on the field, I stopped the kids in, in the dugout and I just started pouring into them. I was like, if you guys want to win, this is your opportunity. You, you get the chance to go do this. And so I'm like getting them pumped up and they're like, yeah, they're screaming, we're going to win. Yeah. Yeah. And they get on the field and you know, the first hit, the, the, they got to run. And so I'm like, okay, we're getting close. We just need one guys. We're, I keep yelling this. We, we just need one. And they got another run. They got another run. Well, I have my son on second base and the ball gets hit past the pitcher and comes straight to Owen and he grabs the ball and he's running after this kid and the kid oversteps past second and I'm screaming, tag him, tag him. And Owen tags him and we win the game. And wow. we, I mean, everybody on our team, parents, the kids, myself, we lost our minds and we were just going crazy. But the, the, the picture that I keep seeing play out is kind of like God showing me through that interaction with the kids of getting them pumped up and looking for vision and, and seeing what the future looks like, got them to the point of like being aware and paying attention to what was happening in the game. And it's like, I, I look at my season and, and uh, what's going on around me. And if I turn my eyes to him, then he's going to show me Look at this like great ball game that I've got in store for you, you know, hypothetically, hypothetically speaking. But, um, but yeah, that's like, I just think about that when I, when I think about um, what we're talking about. Something I was thinking about, you said earlier, sometimes we just need to, to do the thing he's asked us to do. That's what it was. You were talking about, you stopped praying for certain things to happen and you've gotten to a point where it's like, whatever you want, your will. And I find that so interesting because 
we've had conversations before where we've said, God, we want your will to be done. But I think as life and our circumstance changes, we get a whole new appreciation for what that means. Based on where we are, it's like, no, Lord, really, what what you want? Because sometimes it's like, we say that, but we've got our agenda. It's like, oh, this is stuff that I want. For sure. Yes, Lord, may your will be done as long as it aligns with mine. Yeah. We don't say that part, but as long as it aligns <laughs> with my will. Basically, I want you to rubber stamp my, my plan. Yes. I want your blessing yeah. on my plan. And at a certain point, like God will put us in a situation, it's happened to me often, where my plan didn't work. And it made perfect sense to me, as our plans often do. Yeah. When we come up with plans, man, they, they make perfect sense to us. For sure. We think, this is the way. This is the Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I see it in my head. Everything's great. And God's like, you don't, you don't understand. Yeah. That's not what I have for you. That's not what I want for you. And as you were saying that, I was thinking something Stu says all the time. He's like, obey, mm-hmm. obey. Like we just need to obey him. And then I've been toying with this thing. I've read something the past couple of weeks. I've been reading this book and it's talking about how uh, personality can be fluid and personality isn't always necessarily set. And I don't know if I agree with it or not, but the assertion in, in this book that I'm reading is that personality is is not something concrete and innate that you just have that is static. Uh, the assertion is your purpose shapes your personality your your personality. Um, and again, I'm still toying with that, like because your purpose when you identify and you choose a purpose or you have clarity on what your purpose is, that your purpose influences and informs action. And then action influences and informs behavior. And then behavior changes your character. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what is our purpose? What do we believe our purpose is? When we're, when we're talking with God, when we're praying, we're seeking him. Are we saying, Lord, what is my purpose? What would you have me do? Who have you created me to be? What have you created me to do? What what should I do today? What is my purpose today? And that should influence and inform our personality, our behavior, our character. And it made me think of something that I remember. It seems kind of related to something I've heard um, in messages. Feelings follow. I think I've heard Ross say that. Feelings follow. Like, you don't, feelings will lie to you. They'll, they're not reliable. So sometimes we just have to start doing the thing. We have to just start doing it and wait for the feelings to catch up. But I think there's also kind of, you got to be careful too, because I don't, I don't necessarily believe in the fake it till you make it mentality. I don't want to fake anything, but I, there is taking action and then waiting for your feelings to catch up. I think when you, when you think about fake it till you make it, that's just you denying you dealing with your problems. In my opinion, like it, it's easy to just be like, okay, screw it. I'm going to go and just keep grinding or I'm going to go do, I'm going to go do, I think that's a problem. Mm -hmm. 
and it's not reflection. You know, Stephen, Stephen Furtick, he did a sermon, um, I think last week he talked about, he, he actually, he talked about a couple of things, but a, one of the big themes was not feeling trapped mm-hmm. in your season. And when you, when you feel trapped in your season, you don't, you, you, you pray for things that are like specific, like I was doing, like, God, you know, give me a new job. God, provide more money. God, provide a home. God, provide things. God, provide, provide, provide. Yada, yada. Just the list continues to go on. And what he said in his sermon was, well, that's all great things. Like ask and you shall receive, right? If you continue to knock. But he was like, that's not the purpose of your season. The the purpose of your season is so that God can reveal himself to you and then do the work in you that you need. Because going back to what we talked about before we jumped on this episode, I've got a lot of pride issues that God is showing me that I actually didn't realize until you and I just started talking about it today. Mm. Well, where I thought wasn't pride and God is revealing that. And I think that's because my direction of prayer is turned from give me to show me what you want. That's a huge shift. That's a really significant shift in, in perspective. Give me, do this for me, Lord, please bless me in this way. Shifting from that to Lord, what do you, what do you want? What would you have me do? What is your will? It was the, we had the, I don't know if we, we did the podcast on this, if we talked about it on the podcast, but we had a conversation a long time ago about a message I'd heard about waiting on God. And it was my previous pastor, Rick. Rick Randall preached this message where he said, um, sometimes we're waiting on God and we see it as waiting on him to do something. Mm-hmm. But in those seasons of, of waiting, we should be waiting on him as a waiter waits on a patron. We did talk about that. We should be waiting like, waiting on him like, Asking, what do, you, what do you want me to do, Lord? What is your will? Not waiting on him and in the sense of, all right, Lord, whenever you're ready, can you, I need you to do this thing and I'm going to wait on you until you do it. And in those seasons of wait, it's, that's the shift that you just described. It's like, all right, Lord, I'm praying for this. I'm waiting for you to give me these things I'm praying for. And the shift you just described is going from that perspective of, Lord, I'm praying, I'm waiting, I'm praying, I'm waiting, I'm praying, I'm waiting for you to give me and do something for me. The shift you just described goes from that perspective to, Lord, I'm waiting on you. Mm-hmm. What do you want me to do? What is your will? The way that I've thought about this, because I've because I've thought about this very thought, is what am I waiting on? And I think a lot of times when we're waiting, we we stop. And what I realized, and what I felt like God was telling me was, I'm not asking you to stop walking. I'm asking you to walk with me while I show you what I'm going to do. And I think that the thought of like waiting is like, oh, we just wait, like standing in line, letting the person in front of us cash out, get their groceries or buy whatever as we watch them. 
we stop and we wait for him to do something. Yeah. Which is not what we're supposed to do. Gosh. Dude. Yeah. That's, uh, that's true. You know, I love, I love the fact that our walk with Christ is not a, it's not limited and it's not stuck in seasons. Like all of these things that I'm learning, I will continue to learn and there will be different iterations of it over time as I get older. And, and I'm thankful that I never, and we've talked about this, you know, we, I think we, you said it on the last episode, like you never, what's the term? Like you, you haven't arrived. We'll never arrive because it's a constant walk and iteration of our faith as time goes on. And I'm thankful for that because it doesn't, it doesn't limit and it doesn't stop us from pursuing him. Because if it was limited, then we would only grow to a certain capacity and our life would be limited based on that. We've, you know, you and I have talked about, you know, being, um, like living up to certain standards. And so like, I'm, I'm just, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that we're not stuck to one season. Now ask me that same thing in like a year and see where I'm at mentally, but I'm hopefully I'm in the same position of thinking where I continue to see God and want to pursue and walk with him and continue to grow um, in the blessing. Cause it's easy when it's, it's easy to, I think it's easy to just be like, okay, cool. I'm maintaining God has blessed me. I've got all these great things. There's no trials. There's no tribulations. And the you know, one boulder gets thrown onto the path and you're like, Oh hell. What did, what, what happened last? It year? rattles us real quick. We forget. Yeah. We're, we're Israel coming out of Egypt all over again. With arms high, victory, you know, crying and laughing with with joy, and then the next chapter over is I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to eat? You brought us here to die. <laughs> At least back there we had you know three huts and a cot. We could eat something. We were good. <laughs> That's but again, one of the things we talked about before is they had to go get their manna daily. Yeah, and I wonder sometimes if the reasoning behind that is. God just wanted that daily moment of people to realize that that they needed him. Yeah. He wanted that moment where they acknowledged and met with him. He just wanted to be with him. Yeah. I wonder that sometimes is you just I feel for parents sometimes when I see when their kids start getting older mm-hmm. and the kids aren't as enamored, you know, the parents stop being the heroes mm-hmm. and they don't come to the parents as much anymore. Yeah. And sometimes the parents start doing things, you know, to, to attract them back. And a parent just wants their child to, to be close. Wow. You know, and sometimes once, I don't know, I just mull that over sometimes and I feel like God's heart is to be near us. And I think so often our heart is to stray from him and to act like we don't need him. 
when we absolutely need him. And I, I feel like it's this strange thing that happens where he's like the, the father of the prodigal. He's always there waiting with open arms to ready to, to embrace us and receive us. And we're just so, we're always, we always seem so ready to run away and do our own thing until we're desperate. Mm-hmm. And God's perfect. He has a perfect love. He's a perfect father. So he's not resentful. He always receives us. But that seems like incredibly unfair that he's, his love, that's one of the, the aspects of his love that just overwhelms me and really humbles me and amazes me. Um, that he continues to love us and his love for us doesn't change. Even when we come back just because we need something, he still loves us the same. The same as if we came back just because we wanted to be close to him. He loves us the same. Yeah. That's good. And I, I don't think, I don't think we could appreciate that until we try to love others that way. Or until he receives us back as the prodigal son does. Mm-hmm. And we run to him. Yeah, that's, well, it's challenging. Like imagine somebody comes to you. Two scenarios. Person comes to you. Like, man, Alex, I haven't seen you in a long time. Dude, let's just hang out. Let's just go grab dinner. I just want to, let's just talk. Let's just go hang out. I just want to be, spend some time with you. That's all. Mm-hmm. And then scenario B, somebody's like, Alex, dude, how's it going, man? We haven't seen each other in a long time. Yeah, no, let's just hang out. But you see that's that little something in their eye where like, okay, there's an angle. Mm. <laughs> there's, there, there's something. And, you know, he's like, yeah, yeah, no, no, dude. Yeah, let's get together. Let's go have dinner. Let's go talk. And midway through dinner, you get the ask. Yep. That's why I hate networking. So your your feelings about them would change. Totally. God's feelings about them would not. Yeah. No, that's good. That's his perfect love contrasted with, with our ours is like, wait, hold up. Mm-hmm. You want what? And God doesn't do that. God's like, I know. You're, you're broken. You're dumb. You're needy. You need stuff. I love you. I created you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. And I still love you. Yeah. I had a neighbor once that would come over and like, I'd be working out. Alex, what's up, man? I haven't seen you in a long time. We live next to each other. Um, and he would sit there and be like, yeah, you know, I really want to come over and work out with you one day. Yeah, dude. Garage is always open when I'm out here working out. Come through. And I knew every single time, give it like 30 seconds of him like saying something like that. So by the way, um, by the way, I don't, I'm not getting my check until next week. Can I borrow 50 bucks? Can I borrow a hundred bucks? Can I borrow this? Can I borrow that? And I'm like, bro. And I got to the point then I started realizing this, his behavior. And then it became a, whenever he would come over, I'm like, oh, geez, here he goes. 
was going to, how much money are you going to ask for today? Um, yeah. Yeah. I thought a certain way about him. Wasn't Jesus like. <laughs> so it seems like a good spot. Yeah. Shoot it. Action item or question. And then an action item question would be, when's the last time you prayed to God and didn't ask for anything? That's good. Ooh, there's a lot of conviction on that one. That's good. We all just turned into that neighbor. Yeah, yeah we sure did. <laughs> See what had happened was. <laughs> we all just came, we all just turned into that neighbor, you know, needing 50 bucks. <laughs> oh man, the way God paints the picture back on us, doesn't he? Gosh, that's so good. So the action item would be, why don't you just go to him and don't ask for anything? Take a moment just to be with him, just to thank him, just to sit in his presence, just to be like those little kids that I see. You know, we have friends that have kids. Take a moment to be like Briley when she comes up and just gives you a hug. Mm -hmm. Or I know our friend um, uh, Harmony should tell us about uh, Ford, her son. She's like, he'll just come up and say, Mommy, I love you. That's sweet. How do you think that makes her feel? How do you think that makes you feel? I mean, how does it make you feel when Briley comes up and just gives you a hug? And she's not angling for anything. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Why don't we take a moment to say, Lord, I love you. Thank you. In fact, Lord, could you open my eyes to all the blessings that I'm not aware of, all the blessings that I take for granted? That's a good one. Just because we forget. That's so good. Just make me aware of all those things that I don't even know you're doing for me. And thank you. Thank you for all of that. Thank you for loving me the way you do. Thank you for your overwhelming outrageous, incredible love. I just want to sit here in your presence. Yeah, we'll end with this. Uh, I love Stephen Furtick. He, he said on a sermon one time, reflect with God. Reflect with God and get his perspective. Not asking for anything. That's good. Yeah. I mean, that's going back to asking about, show me your blessings. Show me the blessings that I do not or that I am not looking at. The things that you've done in the past what you're doing around me. Yeah. I love that. That's good for me to do. All right. <laughs> Have fun with that one. Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> we love you guys. We'll uh, see you next week. Be ready. Cause we're going to go deep later. Y'all. <laughs>